Mutactio captures a moment with makers, artists, content creators, and entrepreneurs. It intercepts these everyday people for a brief conversation as they are in the thick of developing their ideas and chasing their dreams. It is all about empowering you to remind you that great ideas and great change don't simply reside in white houses or corporate lines of code. It encourages you to do the right thing daily and reminds you that the only way our world and our society progresses is if you take action around your ideas. So without any further ado, let's dive into our conversation for today. All right, welcome to another episode of Utactio. Today we're sitting down with uh, our next guest. The second that I introduce him, you'll figure out how I know him. Uh, so Uncle Jim, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Um, what, what this podcast is all about is people who, you know, taking some sort of initiative in their life towards uh, entrepreneurship or towards some sort of dream that they have. So well, I, I hope I can help. Yeah, I think you can. So I asked you to join today just because I think that what we have to do is kind of look at the people around us and I think that most people have something that I find pretty admirable and I like to talk to the, these people and uh, learn from them. So yeah, that's why we're talking today. Thanks so much. So first of all, why don't you kind of just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, I'm uh, Nathan's uncle and I started a business uh, 28 years ago and we sell abrasives or sanding products and we've been doing it for a long time i've been doing it for almost 40 years i started back in 1980 with a company in minneapolis and uh, once i got into sales and i started selling abrasives i really never looked back that was my only job i've ever had after i got done with college Okay. So that was 1980. Did you go right into, so who did you start working with right away? I started with a company called Federal Abrasives and uh, that was right out of college. And what we, what I decided to do is I needed a job. I needed to make some money. I knew I would be a good salesperson. So it just so happened I made a call and they hired me and and that that's pretty much how it all started. <laughs> you started rocking and rolling. Nice. So that was uh, right when you graduated college. So where did you go to school? I went to school in Winona State. And okay. uh, I went to school to be a biology major. And uh, along the way, I came to realize that I was a much better salesman okay. than I was. Uh, was that because of your grades? Part of it. <laughs> yeah, I was just an average average kind of Joe. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you, you, what originally made you want to go into biology? I always thought that I loved hunting and fishing and being with nature. So I always thought to myself, you know, I want to be study it. I want to be around it more. But then I came to realize that it's really hard to make any money in that profession unless you're associated with a government agency. And that just wasn't in my um, makeup. Okay. Okay. 
So is that so? Is your interest in uh, the outdoors is that kind of what drove you to uh, Winona, or why did you, you why did you go to Winona originally? Oh, not not necessarily, but um, once I once I saw that part of the state of Minnesota coming from I grew up in in the St. Cloud area, the Rice area on the river, and I always was a fan of the outdoors. I hunted and fished my whole life. So when I did see the Winona area, area, I just fell in love with that area of the state with the bluffs and the coolies and the river and the lakes. It was just a kind of a natural fit for me. Yeah. I think that's one of the most beautiful parts of Minnesota. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday who takes photography up in, uh, up on the North shore. And I think really two of my favorite places in Minnesota Two of the most beautiful places are definitely the North Shore and down along those bluffs. Beautiful area. Both beautiful areas. Yeah, absolutely. So so you went to college uh, and you came out of college pursuing a little bit of a different route than that you uh, intended to when you started, but you got into sales. And uh, what what was those first several years in in the real world like? Uh, For me, it was very easy. Uh, Sales... Sales came very easy for me. So um, getting on the phone and, and starting my career, all I needed was a product. It didn't matter what that product really was. Uh-huh. I just needed something that I could take to somebody that needed it and bring them a service and, and just tell them, hey, I'll totally take care of you. Start buying the product because everybody has this product. It's not a unique product, uh-huh. but what they, what I would bring them is um, care. I I would make sure that if they'd buy the product from me, that if they had a problem, they really didn't have a problem. I was always willing to make sure that they were totally taken care of. Yeah, I I don't I didn't really quite realize how big of a deal that was. And I still don't think I fully get it until uh, we started with uh, Yellowstone Pavement Solutions, just with the customer follow-up. And sometimes you go and you do, you know, you, if you can talk to the hotel owner and actually hold a good conversation with them and follow up with them, they are so much happier with the completed product. So I've definitely found that. Well, then they're going to come back. They're going to recommend you to somebody else. And they're always going to come back and say, hey, I have a project for you and I need this done. Uh-huh. And that's how you grow your business. You need a great reputation. So you have to make sure that you're always following up with the customer and making sure the customer is taken care of. Was that ever hard for you to go up and follow up with a, with a customer or to reach out on the phone, cold call a customer or things like that? It was never a problem. I, I, that was a very natural process. Okay. That's not, not how it is for me, <laughs> but I'm learning. I'm learning. The hardest thing is closing, okay. closing a, a sale, um, getting to the customer up to a certain point, because at that point, you're going to ask, you're going to have, they want to do a job for you or have you do a job for them. And there's going to be a money transaction involved. And you want to make sure that they feel comfortable enough with you to give you the business and not go down the street and give somebody else the business. So you have to assure them that you're going to totally take care of them. Okay. Yeah. So that was, 
Uh, so you knew that sales was going to be the route, obviously. Correct. And then how, when was it all of a sudden that you, when you first went into sales, were you like, ah, I'm going to, I'm going to be owning my own business or what, what did you think? Well, now owning your own business is a whole nother avenue. You, you have to, you have to be in a job for a while and understand something about a product or something about what, what you want. Uh Um, because it's long hours it's a lot of work owning your own company, and, and it, take, it, it takes a lot of time. Just to set up your filing system and the business itself and getting the software that you need and, the, and just, just getting the thing up and off the ground, is it's a big task, along with making sure that you can continue making money and sell so you can grow you can grow inch by inch you have to keep on growing a little bit every year that's the key yeah with with sales and with uh entrepreneurship or starting your own business would you would you consider yourself a entrepreneur well i would guess i would um i'd have to say i am because i did start my own business but the, it it takes a lot of help from a lot of people along the way it's it's hard to do it all by yourself. You need you need to surround yourself with with good people. You need professional help. You need a business plan. You need some some uh, a good lawyer. You need a good accountant. You need people that you can depend on that'll give you the right answers. So you're you get off on the right on the right foot. Uh, so you you didn't really see or you didn't really think that you were going to be owning your own business right away. You were no heavily into sales. Correct. When did that kind of shift? Um, we, th- there were some changes in the business that I was working for. We were going to um, become a maker, and, and that didn't work. The, the company I was working for um, filed bankruptcy, and they went out of business. Okay. And uh, it left me in a situation where I, I didn't have a paycheck. I didn't have a vehicle anymore. I had a family. I didn't have health insurance, and I had a baby on the way, and I had two Jeez. kids. And I had just bought a house, and I had a, a purchased a farm previously. So I had a lot of bills yeah. and a lot of responsibility. And it was, it was quite a hard time for a while because... Um, there were a lot of sleepless nights as uh, that that was all. It took a while for that business to totally go out of business. And I stuck with that company up until the very end. Um, but it just, we, we could not save it. And after okay. it went out of business, uh, I took the accounts and I had some just wonderful people that I had dealt with for many years and... Explained the situation, and they were very, very nice to help help us out, help our company out to get it started. And they they stuck with us. Okay. And with with um, I'm great I'm grateful to a lot of people that that stuck with with us and gave us an opportunity to get another company going. So this was, you know, you're in a really tough spot. Um, so the reason why you continue, you didn't go and get like another nine to five job was because you had all these accounts under under your belt right 
and I knew I knew my competitors and I knew the accounts and all I had to do is go to the my competitors that were uh, friendly. I explained the situation even to my my competitors and a lot of them understood it and they were very nice to me and they helped. They they gave me the pricing that I needed and they they worked with me and uh, it's it's been in uh, we've I've been doing it for almost 30 years now and okay and it's worked out really well are you so who was it when you first started who were the people that were like on the immediate on your immediate team so um, my partner right now Earl Bailey and uh, Eric Heitheker were the two people that we started the new venture with okay um, Eric got out um, along the way he didn't really want to start uh, uh, be a partner anymore so we bought him out and parted ways and then Earl and I have been 50 50 partners since oh I I would say a good 25 years okay and we've we've uh, worked very hard both of us have worked very hard and he's a great partner okay okay that's great so did would you say that your uh, uh, partners kind of complement, or were you all sales guys, or were you? Yes, we fields, were. Or? Yeah, we were all sales guys, um, and sales guys are um, notorious for get, doing the sales, but there's a lot of other things that need to be done, and that's the hard part: the filing and the organization, and finding the right software to run the corporation. Without ever having done that before, it takes a little, little bit of time to get your arms around everything. And and uh, over over this these many years, we've we've been very lucky to to have everything fall into place for us. Right. Right. So is that uh, how was the kind of the transition? Like, how long did that take for you to go from a because I'm sure right away it was hectic, as all can be, right? Mm. It, um, <coughs> excuse me, it didn't take a long time to start it because there was there was an urgent need to um, get cash moving. So okay. the day we, we went out of business, Federal went out of business, was the day that pretty much that the next company, Phoenix Abrasive, started. And from out of the ashes, that's how Phoenix got its name. Oh. And we we like it. Kept on working, <laughs> kept on going. We didn't. Uh, we really didn't take a lot of money out of the corporation. It was all pumped back in to grow the corporation. So okay. we ran very slim in the beginning. Um, and we and we still do today. We we leave a lot. Of, we have a lot of inventory, and we leave leave a lot of cash back into our our company. We don't use banks. We use our own payroll or our own accounts receivable to bank our business. And there's an advantage to that because then you don't have anybody looking over your shoulder and telling you how to run your business. So that's uh, not all. Not all businesses can can run like that. Okay. So it was you had cash coming in right away. So you felt really confident that what you had going was going to be 
you know, fairly successful off the bat? Well, we felt it would be successful, but it wasn't like we had all this money coming in. It, yeah. it's, you still have to pay bills. We, 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 ha- we went and got an office space, and um, there's, there's a certain amount of overhead that you, we, even though we kept it very low, yeah. it was still, it was, it, the bills still had to be made. So Phoenix Abrasives, Phoenix Abrasives is the Phoenix rising from the ashes. Correct. So was that, <clears throat> whose uh, brainchild was that? You well, that was that? just after the corporation, um, uh, the federal went down. It was just kind of a, an easy, um, an easy jump to make that mythically the bird that comes up out of the ashes was was the phoenix yeah and uh somebody had told me um that in a discussion as we as we were starting this company they said "Mm, you guys are kind of like the phoenix coming out of the ashes and i said (laughs) yeah yeah we are we're kind of like the phoenix (laughs) and that's how the name yeah that's how the name got going is through you know uh, just conversation and it was a, and I thought well, that's a pretty good name yeah. for a, for a corporation. Yeah, and that that's how it started. Okay, and, and we've we've kept it that way, and we're we're we have a very good name in the business or in the industry, and we we just continue growing. It, that's great. That's yeah. great. What was it? It kind of came back to me. What I was going to ask you: What was it like? Right when you what? What's kind of the workload that you had? when you first started compared to the workload that you have now, like what, what's kind of the, what's, what's changed in the work that you do, if anything? Well, in the, back in 1994, when we started the company, cell phones were really um, brand new. That was just come. not everybody had a cell, they had car phones, not cell phones. Computers okay. were a, kind of a new um, way of doing business. People had used them, but it wasn't like it is today where everything's at the touch of a fingertip and all these, everything just falls into place. Back then, they their operating systems for small business, it, it wasn't like it is now. You had a kind, they had, um, back then, the big thing was, um, what was one of the software programs that is very basic that we see online now it's huh. like which, which one is it it's like just like an excel or something it's like not that, even an excel it? it's it's a software system that people can just go online and get and it's real basic and okay um what is it i just can't remember the name of it right okay. now but that's kind of the way we started is with a very basic um, software system that just ran the your, your financial part of, oh, of just okay. tracking your invoices and Macola came after. Okay, that was a, a system that came after, um, and it was cumbersome and not as good as what we're using now. And there's so many good systems out there now that I sell sandpaper. I I couldn't even i'm sure there's better systems <laughs> yeah that people are using it's just that we use a system called everest but there's many systems out there that you can use that probably aren't even that expensive our everest is kind of expensive you have all these systems you have to you have to pay for the licenses 
that you buy. Uh-huh. And it, and that's a big expense for a small company because it's four and five and six thousand dollars a month <laughs> to have those type of operating systems. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not bad because it's like ten employees. It, it one right. person can be 10 or 15 employees by having that system. It does all your payroll. It keeps everything organized. It keeps you in compliance. Okay. So that stuff has gotten just substantially easier for you guys? Well, it it has for other businesses. Once you get into a system and start it, it's really hard to start switching around. It's very Uh expensive Uh if you're going to drop one system and go to a different system. So you got to be a little careful, but... You have to jump in eventually. Right. And you just have to go to where you think that that system and that company is going to do the best for you. Okay. Yeah. So going back to uh, kind of originally with your partners, uh, what what would you say is important when you're looking for a, uh, a partner or how do you <clears throat> choose your partner? Well, I mean, somebody that compliments you is, is always good, but you never uh-huh. know... Um, who is going to be, you, you don't know in the begin, beginning, in the honeymoon phase, everything is great. So that's why in the beginning, all that's why you need professionals helping you set up because you need buy-sell agreements. You need the right, um, the right uh, contracts. So when you're, when you're setting up an LLC, a partnership, um, a C corp, S corp, corp. Yeah, they have to kind of people the right the people with the knowledge has have to come and they have to get you on the right track and you have to fill out the the right forms, so it's protects everybody legally. Yeah, so the biggest biggest thing when choosing a partner is get the get a good legal foundation underneath you. Right. So so there aren't any if there is a falling out. You if the company is doing good. You don't want to destroy a corporation. You want the corporation to go and be able to buy out one or two of your partners, and the corporation still can survive. Yeah, got employees to care about, and a family, and you got a lot of people to care. You do have a lot of people. It it is a family. It's a it's a a bigger family. Yeah. How how big of a company is uh, Phoenix Abrasive? Well, I think that in twenty eighteen. We will be just shy of five million dollars in sales, so we're a small business. Okay. Yeah, but um, it's a, it's a fun business, and we've we've uh, transitioned a tad bit from the old way of face to face calls. It's more a lot more stuff is done online, and we have a a store now, shopphoenixabrasives.com. And people can order PayPal. They can go right onto our system, and people can order day or night, weekends, and all the orders are filled and shipped the next day. Yeah, and that that when did that's a fairly recent for you guys. When did you get that set up? That's um, only been that that part of it has only been set up for the last four months. Okay, and it's it's been steadily growing, and we used to do a lot with eBay and we still do but having your own takes the eBay fee out of that and they can just come right to your right to your store order and and eBay won't take the 10% out okay so that's a benefit to the corporation and to the yeah. salespeople and to the the customer 
uh, we can pass a little bit more of a savings on to the bigger customers. Yeah, absolutely. So what is, uh, who kind of are your customers? Um, in the, we, we, abrasives are used for every type of manufacturing in the workplace, right? Everything has to be finished, sanded, smoothed. Oh yeah. And, um, it is a situation where it could be glass or fiberglass or cabinets or leather, uh, metal, stainless glass. It just goes on and on and on. Anything you can think of someplace in the process, it's probably finished with a, an abrasive material. Okay. So do, do you, I mean, have you ever tried your hand at any of using any of your products using any, like, I mean, building a table, have you ever done anything like that? Well, I'm not a furniture maker, but <laughs> I have friends that are furniture makers and yeah. I'm always giving them some of the products to try uh -huh. and then they come back and I, I'll go over and help them help yeah. sand or help you. I, then I get a chance to use the equipment. Yeah, absolutely. After they've um, got it all set up so it can be utilized. Uh -huh. And yeah, I've used, I've used our products before, even around the house. We, we can use the products. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So what are kind of your, uh, what, what do you do? You don't just work, do you? So what else do you kind of do? I used to work all the time. <laughs> okay. But, but as time gone on, time's gone on, I've, <clears throat> I've realized that I, I really like to hunt and fish. And I, I spend a lot of time with my, my wife. My wife is also involved in the business. She, yeah. she does a, a lot of the organizing for us to the expediting and all the jobs that nobody else really wants to do. She, she'll go in and, and, and do those on day-to-day -day basis. And that's really helpful because it's somebody that I can trust or we can all trust. And we know the job is getting done. Right, and uh, she's very customer orientated. So, all the customers love my wife, and they tell me that I should work harder. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's really the backbone of the company, one of the major backbones. Of the company. <clears throat> she is the rock. She is the rock. <laughs> she is the rock. There's no doubt. So where where do you do most of your fishing? I do a lot of fishing up on Mille Lake, even though we can't keep the walleyes, we still do catch a fair amount of walleyes. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Uh, do you see any hope for the future of Mille Lacs Lake? As a matter of fact, um, yes, I do. Um, this winter ice fishing, will be able to keep one or two fish. Okay. That's good. And I think that next year there's a good, a good chance that they'll come to some type of agreement where we'll be able to keep a one or two walleyes. Have you, do you know anything about how that impacts that area at all? Well, it's a, it's a political um, problem or situation. And, yeah. and we, because we don't talk politics on this show. And we don't, yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't have to get into that. We, we don't want to go there. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully uh, it, they, they take a lesson or two from this in the future and uh, learn how to manage it a little better. I, I would sure hope so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, also hunting season, hunting season is coming up, or it's going on right now. Right now. Yeah. How's that been for you? 
I have not been in stand very much this year. I've been golfing a lot more than I normally have. There you go. And um, as you get a little bit older, it I just don't have the need to kill them like I used to. <laughs> okay. I've grown very soft in my day. <laughs> I, I'm not quite to that point yet. <laughs> Either is my wife. She likes ones. to go sit in the stand and kill them. <laughs> Someone's got to bring home Somebody the meat. Yep, somebody's got to bring <laughs> home the meat. Uh, so what, what are kind of your favorite things about uh, Phoenix Abrasives or, or just in general the work that you do? Well, I, I absolutely love all the people that we have working at Phoenix Abrasives. We have a very, very great group of people. Um. The sales, the sales part has always been the the. It's, it comes very natural to me, and I love selling. And the o- the only problem with um, w- with this as life goes on is all lots and lots of the people that I met when I was a younger man, a lot of them have passed on to the happy hunting ground <laughs> or retired. Yeah, and. It makes me sad because I I know a lot of people that 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 have affected me in in my life that I met through sales. And yeah. they're they're no longer with us today, and that's that's the sad part. Okay, just getting old. Yeah, <laughs> lots of close relationships through business, though. Oh, lots of good relationships through business. Yeah, I found that uh, doing the the stuff out in Montana. One of my favorite things, and part of the reason why I'm doing this is because uh, going door to door and going business to business, you just get so much more involved in the community uh, and you get to actually learn what the heck people are doing and people are doing awesome things or they're awesome people. Well, business in 2018 has improved dramatically over um, the, the early... Uh, 2000s it's it, there's been a dramatic spike in manufacturing and it's very hard to keep up with everything right now and keep enough stock on the shelf because it's it's we're we're really busy that's good yeah is that so do you sell to just uh primarily uh domestic companies then yeah we we or sell just folks? um in the united states we right. we don't have an overseas presence we're too small for that yeah and and most of our business is probably done in a, in the five state area, but we do sell nationally, and okay. we do have a lot of people. We sell um, flooring to and knife making, and, and those are very big industries for okay. us. So you, you've seen around here in the last two thousand eighteen years. What, what did you say? In twenty eighteen, it it's been <coughs> yeah since about twenty. 2017, it started picking up when they reduced the regulations. When the federal government um, started to reduce the regulations, it opened up small business. And we haven't even seen the fruits so much as uh, of what's really going to happen. Yeah, It's only going to get faster, bigger, quicker now. It's going to really start. Yeah, that's exciting. That's good. It's for everybody. Yeah. For yeah exactly. All businesses. Yeah. So do you guys... Uh, have you ever looked into doing any manufacturing, or has that ever been of any interest to you? You mentioned a little bit about that earlier. Yeah, but. The converting of the uh, sanding belts, yes. We we used to do that, and oh. it it's a whole nother d- d- dynamic. Um, 
you have to have state-of-the-art equipment and it's it's not like it's overly expensive it's just that it takes a lot more people to get that all in line and as i've gotten older i've kind of lost interest in in being in that position i'd I'd rather be just in the selling part of it and we'll we'll let the the putting of the belts and the converting part of the business um to the to our friends that we've created uh strong partner relationships with okay yeah what uh do you have any kind of big challenges that you ran into that really stand out you've kind of talked i mean i've talked about a few of them definitely but are are there any other uh, challenges that really stand out in your mind um you know i i don't know quite what you're getting at um as as far as uh I guess if if you don't have if that doesn't make anything pop out, I was thinking that maybe a challenge would have been, you know, your first challenge is getting the business off the ground. Uh, your second challenge might be, uh, you you shifted out of that partner. You, a third challenge. I haven't really heard a third challenge, and I'm just wondering if there's kind of well, it's else just day to day business. There's a challenge <laughs> every day in business taking care of. It's always comes down to taking care of the customer because there's all you don't have a problem uh-huh. unless you sell something. When you start <laughs> selling something is when you finally have a problem, and the best way to to solve that is by it goes right back to customer service uh-huh. and, and telling them you don't have a problem. I'll get it taken care of for you, and whatever it takes to get it taken care of if you have to air freight something in to keep the customer going you do that okay if there's if there's a product that's not acceptable and you ordered it wrong you take it back and get him what he what he wants because that's just how you have to run business right um it's it's a one-time deal usually it's just a mistake on his part your part or somebody's part so fix it yeah, and yeah. if I, if I yeah. can fix it on my end, even though I might not make any money on a deal, I really don't care. The customer is happy. I feel the stress is gone. Uh-huh. And 99% of the time, the customer will come back and be overly nice to you to make up for because you realize it, that you did something for them. Right. That's great. And I bet they're especially thankful when they made the mistake and don't want to admit that they made it, and then you fix it for them. You fix it for them. You yeah. figure out a way to fix it for them. <laughs> so do you think that uh, there's any kind of misconceptions or myths or uh, of what it's like to be a business owner? Well, it's hard work. There, uh-huh. There's no question that you're going to have to work really hard. And in the beginning, we worked from 6 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night every day. That's just what we did. I lost some time with my kids um, when we were raising them, it's a good thing my wife was at home with them because I wasn't sure if I would be able to be here because we had to make sure that the customers were taken care of. And right. it, it shouldn't be that way. Your family should all, it should be God and your family should come first. And your family kind of at times gets the back seat. Not that you're going to totally leave them or anything, but you're busy. And you have to get the business up and going, and it, it that's stressful. That's it's a hard, it's a it's a balancing act, and you need you need a good marriage, and you need a good partner, 
so the kids can get taken care of. Okay. Okay. So just in general, tons of work. So kind of, uh, I'll kind of leave, I have two more questions. I'll kind of leave them up in the air for you. Okay. If you want to take them or not. Uh, do you have any particular stories that stand out from owning your business that you'd like to share? Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. I, know, I hate this. <laughs> um, you don't need you don't need an answer. I mean, well, I'll, I'll tell you a story, and this is a very positive story. Okay, I was in the office over Christmas break, maybe Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve. There was nobody else in our office, so it had to be Christmas weekend. Maybe a Christmas fell, maybe on a on a Sunday or a Friday, and I had to go to the office for a few hours to do some paperwork. And I get a call from a rather, well, a very large account, and he's totally down. His supplier had gone on to Christmas vacation, and he needed to have some sanding belts in his facility on Monday morning. And I was lucky enough to have 50 of the belts sitting in my stock, and I was able to call a delivery service, UPS, to come out on, whoever it was. It was one of the services that came that, that day. I put the labels on the box by myself and just got them out without even filling out any paperwork, got them there down to go. his address. And he got them uh, on on the Monday morning, um, early delivery, and he was able to keep his his facility up and running. Oh, and that one deed and the just being in there on this day I shouldn't have even been in the office uh-huh. turned into a very very large account for us for many many years that's awesome so that's that's quite a good story so you never know if you're in the office and you're working and you're talking about sandpaper or whatever your product is yeah yeah something good's always going to happen okay okay that's that's an excellent story uh how about so i have one more question uh and it's it might be a tough one Oh, boy. This one's probably the toughest one I have. Okay. And the most personal. Oh, goodness. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, So the last question is, uh, I don't want to uh, imply your mortality or anything, but standing at the pearly gates, what would you want God to say to you? Oh, boy. (laughs) What would I... Come on in. (laughs) How is that? There you go. That's perfect. That's all we need. Excellent. All right. Is that good enough? That, hey, that works. Okay. That works. Uh, we'll see you at the pearly gates. <laughs> yeah, see you, see you at the pearly gates. Great. Thanks a lot for coming on today. Well, you're so welcome. And uh, to everybody who's listening, this is just another example of somebody who's getting out there and getting after it every day. And that's what you got to do to get the things you want. You bet. Thank you.